stupid. <laughs> like, pulling out the microphone is not that big of a deal. I no, don't understand it's... why I got so... <laughs> We're both, like, screaming like ah! Okay, so welcome to our section of the 17 milligrams Christmas episode. Woo! Bonus Scott- episode! Yes. Woo! I'm Scott Eisenberg. I'm Frankie Sparks. Yes, and... And it's Christmas Eve Eve as we're recording this. Yes. Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> we will uh, be throwing to Mr. Richard Clark later. Yes, Mr. Richard Clark. We have some uh, reflections with Richard. Clark. Yes. Like, I picture... Because I've already listened to his segment on this episode, and, like, literally just seems like he should be, like, with a big, huge storybook, like, in front of a fire, like, hello, children. <laughs> Let me tell you a tale. Yes. Part of me pictured him on, like, a bench outside of a pond. Oh, yeah. Very, very serene. <laughs> but today, Frankie and I are discussing Christmassy stuff. Yay! I love Christmas. Frankie does love the Christmas. I'm in the spirit. I want it to be Christmas now. <laughs> it is almost there, dear. It is almost there. Mm. So, I figured... To keep in the 17 milligram spirit a little bit. Uh-huh. We were going to talk about some weird Christmas crimes. Fun. I love Christmas crimes. It's kind of a nice alliteration to it. I know. I love a good alliteration. So we'll start with a 44-year-old South Carolina woman was charged with domestic violence. Ooh. After stabbing a man with a ceramic squirrel on Christmas. Oh, my. <laughs> a squirrel? A ceramic squirrel. Okay, there are a lot of questions I already have. Why do you own a ceramic squirrel, one? What did your husband do to cause you to want to stab him with a ceramic squirrel? I have the answer to that question. Oh, okay, okay. She uh, claimed that the stabbing occurred because she was irate that he didn't bring home beer. Okay, I've immediately changed my mind on the story. This woman is my hero. <laughs> I love her. Does the, where does it say where the South is? Carolina? Of course it did. Oh, great! Love the South. <laughs> oh God, it's good. But yes, I don't know why ceramic squirrel. I mean, it makes sense that she's in the South, I guess. Because I mean, but don't they like you know? Are we about to get into like taxidermy to questions? Kill? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but I guess squirrels are more of a, a treasured thing in the South. Not treasured, but like. They're looked on more fondly than they are. I guess here, so when they're yeah. not being eaten by gators, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who likes squirrels in New York? Nobody. That's true. <laughs> I guess they're more like than the pigeon. That's true. Everybody hates pigeons. I hate pigeons, especially. This Christmas, I gave you a heart attack. Ooh, fun. That sounds like me. Go ahead. So, according to the police, a Florida man faked a heart attack. Wait, wait. Let's just... Let's just revel in the fact that, of course, it's a fucking, a fucking, fucking, <laughs> a fucking Florida story. <laughs> okay, go ahead. A Florida man, according to police, a Florida man faked a heart attack in the aisles of a Jacksonville area Walmart in December, creating a distraction as an accomplice bolted with a shopping cart full of children's toys. Oh my god! Among the pilfered items were a motorized toy car and a Barbie Glam vacation house. I mean, that's not too. Crazy to be honest. Like, no, the duo forgot about security cameras and were soon arrested afterwards. Well, there you go. But yeah, like <laughs> shit like that happens all the time when you when you work in retail, as I did for an exorbitant amount of time. You see people kind of just like, especially on like the holidays, you think it's because it's oh it's so crowded, you can just kind of like slip out. 
not be noticed with a fucking huge, like, flat screen TV in your cart. Because, you know, logic. Yeah, of course, you know. <clears throat> do we have any more Yes, stories? we do. Yes, we do. A man claiming to be Santa Claus was arrested at the Buffalo Wild Wings when police booked him for handing out packages of marijuana as Christmas gifts. Aw, fun. Look, I don't I don't begrudge anyone for spreading Christmas cheer, okay? That's that's a nice story. Yeah, he was arrested though for giving out. Until marijuana. until he got arrested. It was a nice story. Fight the power. A man named Donald stole three snakes and a cash register from a Louisiana pet store. Mr. Trump, are you out to torture the Democrats? <laughs> he stole a six hundred dollar python and two boas. Oh, yeah. He's definitely, like, leaving those on, like, Obama's doorstep. <laughs> or Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. It. Nancy, don't look in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Some Christmas venom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I just followed Venom the movie. And that got Why? sad. Why did you do that? They're making another one. Yeah. They, Why well, are they it, doing that? It made a shit ton of money. Ah, oh, fuck. You fuck know, the patriarchy. It, it, when movies make shit tons of money now, they're like, oh, it must have a sequel. Fuck off. Or some movies that just have sequels, like Home Alone has like three sequels. Fucking Home Alone has sequels. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation has sequels. Well, it has a sequel. That's terrible. But, you know what else has sequels? Die Hard. It does. Die Hard does have sequels. You know what? Uh, speaking of speaking of Die Hard. Oh, we're gonna get into this argument again. Yeah, but here's the thing, guys. On Shoot the Flick. Yes, our sister podcast. Our sister podcast, Shoot the Flick, where Scott and I discuss movies. If you haven't listened to it, please do. It's quite entertaining, I think. Anyway, yes, I agree. I might be biased, but oh well. Just go fucking listen to it. Anyway, we discussed on our last episode, our Christmas episode. If Die Hard was a Christmas movie, I am firmly in the camp of no, it's fucking not, and Scott is firmly in the camp of yes, it fucking is. Yes. We had a very brief argument last time, but I feel like this time we should take this opportunity to have a a, a real yes a real fair fight. Yeah, for the for the end of this episode, we'll sure. go into that. So okay, so. In this corner, representing Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. The wrong choice. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> Frankie Virginia Sparks. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up. <laughs> I'm quoting Eugene Liang. Yes. Yes. Well, you are incorrect because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay, so let's have opening statements here. Scott, you can go first since you're okay. uh, clearly the... Inferior one here. <laughs> my client. <laughs> I was say my client. My client. My client, Bruce Willis, <laughs> doesn't give a fuck either way if it's a Christmas movie or not. No, he, he does not. But my client, Die Hard the movie. <laughs> Is Clearly- my client Christmas? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I keep cutting you Clearly is a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas. It involves a Christmas party. Yes, just because my the my lovely counsel over here representing Christmas, as she says, thinks that action movies can't be Christmas movies. That's not that's she has said objection! That in the past. Objection! <laughs> objection! I have never made that statement, Your Honor. 
I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm talking to you guys. Your Honor, I object. But just because she has stated this in the past, I haven't. Previously, continue. I have not. Does not mean just because people die, it has a family message about family reconnecting, even in the harshest times. That's not and what they reconnect the loving of two of Bruce Willis and his wife. Reconnect. They. It's all about family and about the holidays. And there is ho ho ho. I have a machine gun. That Christmas. <laughs> it is. At, it is a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. Can I have my oh, yes, opening statement your now? Okay. And seeing as how I interrupted you during yours, feel free to interrupt yes. intermittently. But let me get my shit out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I think what um, my client <laughs> Christmas, the season of Christmas. Is trying to get across here is that the councilman's the councilman, I don't know. Scott's fucking definition of a Christmas movie is different than my definition of a Christmas movie, and I would argue most people's definition of a Christmas movie. Just because it doesn't play on the Hallmark channel. That's certainly I don't count that. I don't fucking watch Hallmark Christmas movies. They're all the same thing. And I don't care to. No, thank you. No. What I'm saying, Christmas movie to the general audiences is something that is heartwarming and makes you have warm and fuzzies and sends across a Christmassy message such as charity, goodwill towards men, all that nonsense. Family. Right. Okay. <laughs> family, yes. But I would argue very strongly that Die Hard isn't a family movie. I watched it with my family. Oh, well, look how watched... you turned out. How dare Die you? Die Hard is rated PG-13 or yes. PG-13. Therefore, people who are under 13 cannot watch it by law. <laughs> now, Scott, I'll ask you. Are there people under the age of 13 in families? I think so. <laughs> Therefore, Die Hard... Objection, objection. Is that objection. a movie? When was the first time you watched a PG-13 movie, Frankie Virginia Sparks? I'm a rebel, so I don't really... You shouldn't look after my example. And that's not the point. I'm not the one on trial here. Okay? The first time I watched an R-rated movie, and I was also, eight. And <laughs> also, Die Hard... It's not primary. It's not about you. You're saying it's about family and a family coming to get. It's not about reconnection. No, it's not. It is. It it's is about and a man who's an ordinary man, uh, outwitting these like criminal masterminds and to save his wife, who he divorces the next movie. The, no. It, Correction, they get separated in the third movie and they get divorced later on. But that doesn't matter. We're it's talking not, about the first Die Hard. It's not primarily a Christmas message in that movie. Therefore, it's not a Christmas movie. It is. You can watch Die Hard at any time of year. You can watch any movie at any time of year. But you really can't. You're going to watch uh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas you in, can. in like June? You can. You can, but you don't. Uh, doesn't mean people watch Die Hard all year round. Just because it's a 
better movie does not mean it. it, it People watch Die Hard all year round. Yes, because People it's a great movie. People do not watch like general Christmas movies all year round. Just because, yeah, well, a general Christmas movie versus an elevated Christmas movie oh, is not the same. That's it's an a, even worse <laughs> argument. It is an elevated Christmas movie. It goes oh, all year round. Lord. It is perfect all year round. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this argument right now. Oh, okay, so Frankie won, and I that's disagree it. with ding, that. Ding, ding. Okay, the end. You decide, people. But. Uh, <laughs> that was my Christmas burp. Enjoy that, folks. But for now, we're about to toss you to Reflections. Richard. So, for a couple of days, I've been wrestling with the idea what I should talk about and uh, record for Scott to edit in for our listeners to listen to um, around Christmas time. And as things usually go, Inspiration strikes when you least expect it. So, my story is, I am in the library right now, and I was on the computer, on the phone, dealing with emails and phone calls for, well, various things I had to take care of. It's after work. And I figured I would go upstairs, plug my computer in, and put my brain on a jar and set it on a shelf, as my friend used to say. Just relax. But as I headed upstairs, all the spots that I usually sit in were well there was someone there working so i kept walking to the end of the mezzanine because this library has a mezzanine and at the end is a section small section of oversized books uh, large print books and my eyes happened to focus on a smaller section which has books on artists like picasso uh, rembrandt and dolly so i decided to take out the Dolly book because I knew of Dolly's work before I even knew who Dolly was and it always fascinated me as a child like a child looks at a piece of art and their whole brain starts going their mind they remember and it shapes them as an adult it's a little more difficult to relate to it's just what someone wanted to paint so I always remember Dolly's works even in art class when our teacher tried showing us like some of the different types of styles people would create. And so another teacher actually told us every time you pick up a book, open the cover and see the summary or synopsis on the inner flap. So I take out this book and the synopsis, well, this inner flap starts with a quote by Dolly. And it reads as such. Every morning, upon awakening, I experience a supreme pleasure, that of being Salvador Dali, and I ask myself, wonderstruck, what prodigious thing will he do today, this Salvador Dali? And it got me thinking, this is exactly the quote I needed to hear. There's a reason everyone sat at those chairs, and I made my way to the artsy section of the large print books because for the past couple of weeks even I've just been existing I wake up I go to work and pay my bills talk to who I have to talk to and that's my day and I look at my life and I realize all the things that I've strived to do and become but have failed simply because I've stopped being 
and just started existing. Simply just being alive, not no purpose whatsoever. And I've seen a lot of people do this also. It's kind of like the quote I have from uh, Far Cry, the definition of insanity, where Voss was holding a man hostage and he told him, have I ever told you the definition of insanity? And Voss shoots him because he thinks he's crazy. And then he starts looking around and seeing everyone doing the same thing over and over and over again, saying, this time it's going to be different. No, 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 no. Please, this time it's going to be different. And that's what all these people are doing. They're just simply existing, expecting something to change. But Dolly's quote here is he wakes up and he realizes he's overtaken by the fact that he is himself. He realizes that he is, he is indeed himself. And he knows what he can do. He creates, he paints, he draws, he creates exactly that. And that inspires me. Like, what can I create today? Whether it be a piece of work, artwork, or help somebody. So, in terms, in certain terms, creating joy or happiness or creating comfort. And so I took out this book. I had to ask the librarian for a study room immediately because I had to record exactly what I just experienced. A revelation. I've had many of these revelations, but that's what seems to keep a person going. Revelations. Waking up to something, realizing something, and making a change based on that. So, I believe everyone should wake up and experience this supreme pleasure of you being yourself. Because yes, we're all individuals, we're all special. Some people say we're not because we're that gear in the machine of industry or that machine of the cubicle. We go in, we do our work, we listen to our boss, get the instructions and go on with our lives. But there is more we can do because we don't realize that us being ourselves in itself is a great pleasure. We know what we can create, or at least we think we can know what we can create. But as another quote I heard of, the foundation of my life is basically quotes. I've loved quotes, I've loved haikus, and I build upon them. But basically this quote tells us, Dali's quote, that you yourself can go and create something you are going to do something today. And we should all seriously consider what that will be. How will we change the world? As simple as letting someone cross the street or saying thank you, buying a coffee, or as extravagant as making a spreadsheet for clients that will make their life easier and help you learn more. Or simply just reading a book and learning something new feeding our brain. Hey there, happy holidays from all of us here at 17 Milligrams, an official Paradoja podcast. Make sure you check us out every single week on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, and make sure you check us out 
in, I think, a couple weeks or next week. I don't know. Whenever we come back after the holidays. But until then, enjoy yourselves. Eat lots of food. Get lots of presents. And give lots of presents. Happy holidays to all. Woo! Jingle, 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring. I am old Kris Kringle, I'm the king of jingling. Jingle, jingle.